You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for the show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Villawalk. During this podcast series, we will talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Harvey Hammack. He's the Senior Vice President of Safety at IES. Harvey has a tremendous background working in the field, starting initially as an electrician's helper and working his way up from there. He is an authorized OSHA construction safety instructor, a Six Sigma green belt, and holds master's licensure in multiple states. He's very active in IEC at the local and national level, including serving as president of the Georgia chapter and as chairman of the IEC National Safety Committee. Could go on and on, but let's start our conversation. Harvey, I want to welcome you uh, to the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. Thank you, Spencer. Excellent. How are you, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Excellent. Excellent. All right, and where? Where? Uh, what's the soil beneath your feet? Are you in Georgia today, or where are you at? I am in Georgia. I'm home, working from the office this week. Very good, very good. I know you travel quite a bit and and uh, have a lot of lot of responsibilities there at IES, and and we'll dive into that here in a little bit. But um, I, I'd like to ask you first uh, a little bit about um, tell us about where you grew up and and help to lead us up to today. All right, I was uh, born and raised in Macon, Georgia. Macon, yeah, yeah. And about when I was 11 years old, we moved just outside of Macon mm-hmm. to a small town called Lazella. Okay. Lazell had an elementary school, two churches, general store, and a post office. Is that right? It was mainly a farming town. Gotcha. Yeah. A lot of dairy farms. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Wonderful. And uh, so small town living, is that is that right? Small town. Small yeah. town living. Yeah. That's, uh, isn't that the best type of living? <laughs> yeah, it is. Excellent. Excellent. And um, so so tell me a little bit, yeah, did you have a connection to the electrical industry when you were growing up, somebody in your family, or, or how did you get interested in, in uh, becoming an electrician? Yes, my dad was an electrician. Is that right? Okay. He was an uh, industrial electrician for Armstrong Court Company. Uh-huh. And uh, my senior year of high school, I graduated in Southwest High School in Macon, Georgia in 1973. Okay. So my senior year, my dad came to me and says, son, you're the oldest of five kids. I, I can't really afford to send you to college, mm-hmm. so I would like to see you learn a trade. Mm-hmm. So if you learn a trade and get good at it, you'll never have to worry about finding a job. Yes. So he called, made some phone calls to people he knew with electrical contracting businesses, and one mm-hmm. of them gave me a job my senior year of high school. Yeah. I got out of school like 1130 and went to work. And we're building a Hotel 8 there in Macon, Georgia. Is that right? Yeah. So then, then uh, I, I was there through high school, through, through the senior year. Then I got laid off. The job finished, so I went to work for another electrical contractor mm-hmm. called Puzzle Electric. Mm-hmm. They were making. And I worked for them for a little while, then I joined the United States Navy. Mm-hmm. And I, I served in the United States Navy on board the USS Albany, okay. got a cruiser. Yeah. I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia, and then the last eight months was Gaia, Italy. Oh, wow, wow. So I came back in 77, 1977, and I went back to work for Puzzle. Okay. And uh, that's where my career is unfolded until IES purchased us in April of 99. Okay. Okay. Wow. So so, so at Puzzle, I started as a helper, $2 an hour. Mm-hmm. In the ditch. $2 an hour. Yeah. $2 an hour. 
And I worked my way up. I got my journeyman's license. Uh, I made foreman. Mm-hmm. I made superintendent. I run some big jobs, big hospital jobs, uh, aluminum extrusion plants, mm-hmm. some paper mill work. Mm-hmm. So, and then I worked my way up. When I started with Puzzle, they were about a three to four million dollar company, thirty mm-hmm. employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to nineteen ninety one. We were it's grown to a like twenty five million dollar company. Wow. We had over 250 employees in mm-hmm. five states. Okay. And I was promoted to general superintendent. Mm-hmm. So I was over all field operations. I did all the hiring, firing, the man loading, the scheduling. Mm-hmm. I project managed some. I helped estimate on some big jobs. And I ran about a $3 million service department. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And then um, about 94, 1994, mm-hmm. the, the guy at our office had done safety and marketing. Tell me how that works. Yeah, safety and mar- I'm 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 sitting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, which which we never saw him on safety. Didn't even though we had a safety manual. Yeah. But he he left and went to another company. Okay. And the owner came to me and said, "Could you add an additional hat? Can you take over our safety program?" Mm-hmm. And, and this uh, is 1994. One, you say? Yeah. Okay. Under one condition, as you let me build a real program, I got no desire to build a dog and pony program. Yeah. Yeah, yes, something sir. you take and put it on the shelf and right. clean the dust off and do on a free bid and show it. Right, right. So they give me the go ahead, the green light to do that. I went to Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. took OSHA 500 class, and it was an eye opener. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I'd only seen OSHA one time on the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. And knew nothing about them. Yeah. And man, when it got to 500, I was going, oh, it's a whole different world. Just o- opened your eyes completely, huh? Opened my eyes completely. Interesting. Wow, wow. Amazing. So then, uh, April '99, IES bought us. Okay. Um, and then by 2000, I, I knew some of the guys that were in upper management at IES. Mm-hmm. I knew them through the Georgia chapter of the IEC. Okay. And uh, they came to me and asked me if I would be willing to relocate to Houston, mm-hmm. start a safety program. Mm-hmm. IES at that time had 15,000 employees. Mm-hmm. And they had a recordable accident rate of 9.74, wow. which meant 10% of their employees were having a recordable accident. Yes, yes. And uh, had a loss rate of about 3.24, mm. which was which is horrible. Yes. But they wanted somebody who knew operations mm-hmm. and who knew safety and could take operations, safety, and marry them. Yes. You, so had, that, you had that skill we, set, we, yeah. yeah we, we talked in several months, and then uh, – Kind of like Godfather, they gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> Understood. And I went to Houston, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, as a safety director, mm-hmm. and it was the only safety director we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, this company went public in 1998. So 98, right? Two years later is when I came in, wow. and uh, we, we made a world of difference. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, we got we have a recordable incident right now is, is less than one. Less than one. Yes, actually, it's 0.57. Amazing, amazing. And we got a mod rate of 0.62, which is unreal. Yeah, that's unheard of. That is unheard yeah. of. Well, that is fantastic. That's, that is fantastic. Yeah. Wow, wow. And well, I, and I want to jump back. So, so what was it about that OSHA 500 class that you took <laughs> that really opened up your eyes? Um, I'm curious. I, yeah, I had I had no idea there was a standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. That they had safety rules and regulations you had to follow. Yes. And I had no idea that OSHA could come in and, and shut you down, mm-hmm. and they could they could haul you to jail, right? You know, if you, if you didn't do it right, somebody got hurt, and uh, 
it was just I knew the National Electrical Code. I knew the National Electrical Code like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. But here was a whole different world. Would it didn't have an electrical code, but it had a 1926 standard. Yes. That I equated to the code, and I'm just going whole. Oh, it's just it's like a whole different world. Yeah. And they had to blend together. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. That's terrific. That's terrific. Well, and, and, and what a remarkable story there too. I mean, it, it, um, yeah, Harvey, I mean, yeah, you came, you came on board and you had you had nearly, yeah, again, nearly 10%, you know, of, yep. uh, at IES there. And then you're now, you're now, you, yeah, you've, you've knocked that down 10 X, right? Yep. Um, and yep. that, that's just tremendous. And you know, the, the, the ability to be able to then, um, ensure safety, um, of, of people and, and, and ensure safety on job sites. Um, it just, it's, it's the culture is, it had to have just dramatically changed. Um, and, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that as to, you know, like writing a safety manual manual is one thing, and, and that's a tremendous undertaking. Um, and, and, but as you said, yeah, you know, you, you don't, you want to put it into practice. You want to you want to right. help to instill it into the culture of the company to ensure that then um, you know uh, property and 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 people are, are taken care of. Um, tell tell me a little bit about yeah. Okay. Like, did you have cultural? Uh, w- w- was oh. it hard or or, oh. or you know like tell me about that that journey? It was hard. I imagine it was hard. Yeah. There, there was times when I wanted to just go back to where I was at, mm-hmm. where it mm-hmm. was much simpler. Yeah, but uh, but I'm I'm stubborn. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> You're focused, and, uh, is what I like to say. Uh, yep, I'm competitive, <laughs> and I'm not easily discouraged. Yes, sir. Um, it, it was tough. Uh-huh. It was, uh, I guess that time it was 85 companies come together, and it was 85 right. cultures come together. Right, right. And uh, hmm. when I first started out, I mean, it was like I would have to email a location and say, I'd like to visit you this date. Is it that mm-hmm. date okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so safety, I was more of an advisor. Mm-hmm. For the first couple of years, yeah, and then as we got new management staff, there was a turnover. Um, they they understood the fact that safety does not produce revenue, mm-hmm. but we we can affect the bottom line. Yes. yes. Okay, and they, our management team knew that they understood that, mm-hmm. and especially when you have a high deductible program like we have on Workers' Comp. Right. Right. Uh, so we have a high deductible per claim is to keep our rates down. Mm-hmm. And and when you start charging them locations for their claims, mm-hmm. it starts hitting their bottom line. It's the bottom it line. Affects their, right. It right. affects their performance. It affects their, their bonuses. It affects everything about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it took time. I mean, I, I was cussed at, threatened. <laughs> yeah. And just, I just kept plowing around, I, and I, I I got with the guys that would work with me, mm-hmm. and I worked with those guys and worked with those guys and made them look so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys, and the one thing I learned early was these guys are competitors. People yeah. in the last school contract to be yes, competitors. Yes, yes, indeed. And and when you start bragging on one guy over here that's doing something really right, mm-hmm. other people want to go. They want to do the same thing. Helps it helps they, to change the culture that way through using the competitive. Yeah. yeah, using that competitive yeah. spirit. Yeah, and that, that's a good thing. Yep. That's a good thing. Yep. Huh. And I've got monthly reports I put out exactly by location, exactly mm-hmm. what happens this year to date, how yeah. many recordables they got, how many lost time, yeah. how many work hours, how many wow. workers' comps, how yeah. many claims costs, what's the incident rates. We have a cost for work hour mm-hmm. that, that we use and all this, and they see it. Yes. They see it. You know, it goes to all of management every right. month. I hit right. the button. 
and then we have a rack and stack by a rack and stack them with the mm-hmm. best are up top, the worst are at the bottom, and the and the bottom quartile are highlighting yellow, big hmm. bold. Mm-hmm. And they don't like to be in the yellow. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they're yeah. calling me going, how do I get out of the yellow? All right, right, All right. right. We, we're coming. We'll fix you. That's great. That's great. So, yeah, so you, you really predicated on that, on that competitive spirit yep. and, and showing that transparency around it. And then, yeah, people – Yep. It, it that helps to that helps them to to wake up and, and realize all the benefits around yep. um, safe workplace culture and, and adopting that. It's, yeah, nobody yep. wants to be in that yellow category, do they? <laughs> That's right, because uh, the, the the new management team that came in around yeah. two thousand six and okay. the board of directors they understood the importance of safety and yes, and then then became the accountability part mm-hmm. where not only safety was holding accountability, all the way to the board of directors and CEO were holding them accountable. Yes. So then you had you had the yeah. whole buy-in all across the the, the oh yeah you have a lost time point. injury yeah you have a lost time injury the the, the branch manager mm-hmm. the operations manager the superintendent the project manager had to get on a plane and fly to Houston mm. and meet with the executive board and explain why what we happened. had a lost time yes and what wow. are we doing to make sure it doesn't happen anymore right and right. you know that's a that puts a huge focus on it absolutely absolutely. Well, that's that's tremendous, and, and hats off to the, the management team for yeah. for for adopting that that practice because yeah, it helps to just illustrate the importance and the prioritization of, of company yeah. culture that way. Amazing, yes. amazing. And, you know, I'm, and, and you're you know you're very active again within uh, IEC National, and you understand you know that um, you know IES is a is a very large company, and, and we have a lot of yeah. of uh, smaller uh, uh, businesses that we represent at IEC, and you've been very instrumental in, in, in helping to provide a lot of those resources and, and work with the safety yep. committee, um, even even so much as you know some of the, the things that you've developed for your company, uh, being able to share that back with the IEC network. I can't thank you right. enough for that because it it helps to um, promote safety culture culture or association wide industry wide and, and helps to provide solutions to those you know smaller mom and pop shops that, that might be out there that don't have the, the capacity and resources that, that that you've got at your disposal um, right but but I'm curious you know when, when you're thinking about a um, you know uh, somebody that's listening to this in the IEC network somebody out there in the country that maybe they've got a 10 10 guy shop a 10 man shop um, what 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 could and and they're trying to figure out how do I what what do I do next? I've got a safety manual, but you know, and but I've got yeah, my mod rate is high, and and I need to need to work on things. What what would you recommend that they do as a next step and and uh, improvement of their their safety performance as a company? I think the big big things is the employees have to see mm-hmm. safety as a priority to priority. The, to the, yeah. whoever the top person is. Yes, because whoever owns the company, whoever's the boss. Their priorities become the employees' priorities. Yeah, yeah. What they focus on, what they they hold you accountable for, becomes the norm. They model, model I, that behavior, I, model that, model those values. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think you got to hmm. you got to have you, your policies in place. Mm-hmm. You got to train. They got to know what the policy is. Yeah. The right procedure. Mm-hmm. You got to hold them accountable. Yeah, yeah. You can't just you know. Well, it's all right. Let's do it right next time. It comes to a point where you have to hold them hmm. accountable. Where this is not acceptable. If you're going to work here, this, this is, is the, the way. This is the way we do it. Yeah. 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 This is the way we do it here. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrific. That's terrific. Great. Great wisdom. Great wisdom. Good insights. Yeah. yeah that. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do. Do as I do. <laughs> do as I do. In, in that occasion. Yep. Yeah. And the IEC. IEC is a great association. Mm-hmm. It's. It's got all kind of resources and, and benefits for. A contractor, absolutely. You, you know, I was, I was, uh, I helped build these, uh, start the Georgia chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
and uh, I was when I was general superintendent, I was wanting an apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. And our land office had a apprenticeship program, so I went there to see what they were doing. They said, well, we're with, with IEC. Mm-hmm. So there was a lady named Gloria that was running the Atlanta IEC at the time. Uh-huh. I don't even remember her last name. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went to her and said, I want to start, I want a friendship program. Mm-hmm. I want to educate my employees. Because, man, back in the 90s, it's kind of like it is now, it was employees marketing, and we were hurting for people. Yeah. Hurting for people. I, I wanted to bring kids in get them into school, get them an education, get them into the trade. Mm-hmm. So she says, well, you need to start a, a chapter of the IEC. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the office and I went through the yellow pages and I sent a letter mm-hmm. to every electrical contractor in the yellow pages and said, I, I'm meeting this day, this time at the Macon Technical College to talk about apprenticeship program. Yeah. So Gloria came down. We had seven, eight people. Everybody agreed. We That's when we started the Georgia chapter. That's fantastic. Wow. And it's, uh, it all started with a desire to do better at my employees. Right, right. Invest invest in your employees through education. Yeah, through to invest education. in them and yeah. to provide a resource. And it got to where when I left to go to corporate, we was actually into the high schools. Mm-hmm. We were recruiting kids uh, this summer between the 11th and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'd come to work for us during that summer. That's great. Their senior year, they would go to school half a day. They would come to work a half a day and start our apprenticeship program. Because a lot of kids struggle with geometry and math. Yes. And that first year, mm-hmm. I had them a career path laid out. Here it is. This is what you're going to be making after a year. And when mm-hmm. you get out of high school, a year later, you're going to be here. And, you know, we, we I lost one kid that I recruited. Yeah. And he went to the nuclear program for the Navy. Huh. Wow. So, and the other guys, last time I saw, they were superintendents now. Right. Right. Amazing. So it was. It was a great. IEC done. It was a great resource. It still is. Amazing. Amazing. That's that's fantastic. And and yeah, thank you for everything that you did to be able to then start that chapter. And yeah, yeah and, and it sounds like yeah. I mean, you 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 see and understand um, from company perspective too the benefit to um, IEC trained individuals and and what that does. That's right. You know, for for job sites and what that does for yep. the individual uh, um, within their career path. So right. That's, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. Wow. And and lost. You lost one. Yeah. To, to the Navy, which which then I, w- I want to jump back to that too, because yeah, you you mentioned that you served in the Navy, and that's that's fantastic. Appreciate your your service and dedication to, to helping to ensure our freedom in our country. Um, when when you were in the in the service, did were you uh, were you involved in in any of the electrical trade, uh, or or what what was your position then? I was not. I was a radioman. Okay, but okay. Uh, I was a radioman, but I, I took care of all antenna maintenance. Okay, yeah. On the ship I was on, and uh, yeah. And then we had like 85 radium on our ship. We was the flagship. We mm-hmm. had uh, Commander Second Fleet, mm-hmm. which was the admiral who was over everything in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. In fact, uh, Stansfield Turner was my first admiral. Oh, really? Yeah, he left us and went to run the CIA. Really? Wow. So, wow. Fascinating. So, and, and my part was to uh, antennas and transmitters, to tune the transmitters, uh-huh. and I would go to flight quarters to bring helicopters in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in case we had to have a helicopter in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so I was kind of tinkling with it. They they kind of throw the caveat to me. Mm-hmm. I went in in 1974 and, and Vietnam was winding. Everybody's yeah. coming home. Yeah. So everybody had their two year program, all the branch services. Mm-hmm. So I was willing to go in for two years. Okay. And we took the test and they said, well, you missed the electrical test by one point. Mm. If we give it away, but if you sign for four years, get you i said no i want to sign i want to serve my two years just two yeah 
Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I took the Radiman job, which gotcha. was which was similar to to electrical some, you know, with antenna maintenance. And yeah. Started to get some of the fundamentals in, in, in yeah. there too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. they gave me a lot of time to think. You know, sitting on a ship out in the middle yeah. of the ocean. Yeah. You know what? Am, what am I going to do when I get out? Yeah. And yeah. And made my mind that my my dad was right. There was a lot of wisdom in what he told me. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm going back to the electrical field. Yeah. And when I when I got out, I went back to the company I'd left. Mm-hmm. And was with them until IES bought us. In, in the until late nineties, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's an amazing story, Harvey. I, that's that's yes. fantastic. Um, you, you you are just filled with passion, uh, my friend. You, you're you've got yep. an infectious personality, and and um, you know anybody that's ever had the, the opportunity to to speak with you and 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 share um, uh, share a moment with you, I think feels that. Um, but, but what, 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 you, what gets you jazzed when you wake up in the morning? What, what, what do you love about, uh, about your career and what you do? What I love is <laughs> the number of people mm-hmm. that get to go home every day the yes. same way they came to work because your family, man, and I yeah. stress this, I get personal with a guy, your yeah. family's what it's all about. Yes. You put the gloves on because you don't want to lose your fingers. Yes. Cause you want to play catch. You want to throw the ball with your son Yeah. or, or your daughter. Yeah. You know, and it's it's about your family. Amen. And, uh, Amen. And all the guys that come to work, and all, all I won't say that I was work out of them. Yeah. I want them to go back with the same body parts. They're working the same way when they came to work. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's my satisfaction is the number of mornings that we get up and and everybody comes home comes to work and goes home. That's amazing. To the family, you that's know. Beautiful. So. That's beautiful. That, yeah, and and you're and you're having tremendous success at doing that, Harvey. Tremendous success. Tremendous I'm success. You, when yes. I first came in, we had over fifteen hundred workers' comp claims that mm-hmm. first year. We we had ten in the yeah. last year. Wow, huge. Wow. That is absolutely huge. That's absolutely yeah. huge. And and you know, you're what what's so great about you and too is is your your willingness to share. Um, knowing that that you know there, there are certain parts in in this competitive industry in this competitive business again yeah as you said yeah we, we got a lot of competitive spirit um, in in the electrical and uh, yeah. systems contracting industry but but on the safety piece then that that's something that we all want those yeah. outcomes we it's all about our want those outcomes it is about our people yeah. keeping our people safe and I like the way that you phrase it is is you know that they go home in, in the same condition that they walked on that job site on in the morning yes you know and and, uh, and hopefully a bit wiser too maybe maybe they learned something uh on that day of course and and um yep. yeah but but that's our responsibility as businesses and as an industry to be able to take care of those yep. individuals and and um yeah that wow you got i got i got goosebumps up and down uh, back of my <laughs> neck there from that one i appreciate it sir um yep. where, where do you think uh things are headed in, in the electrical contracting industry in the next few years i mean think it's just been dramatically changing technology uh, i think safety practices have have really been on the the upswing as well as as uh, different ppe and different different other pieces um you know uh nfpa 70e has come into play in recent years um what, yeah, where do you think we're headed here in the next couple of years? Well, uh, I, I see a lot of technology coming into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing that now. We, we've got apps. Everybody has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we have apps on our smartphones. Mm-hmm. We're doing uh, vehicle inspections on. We're doing um, job, so- job site walks. Yeah. We're doing safety observations. We're doing temporary panel inspections. Uh, it's a number of things. That, uh, in fact, our residential is actually using it to do their their, uh, their closeouts on their homes. Is that right? Their, wow. Their punch list. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's uh, 
I see it going more and more there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the bigger companies are already tapping into it. They, mm-hmm. they, they understand it. Uh, you know, we got reporting systems, and with the click of a button, I can give you a trend analysis. I can tell you exactly where my accidents are happening, what, uh, what occupation you are, what age group, what length of employment. You know, all, all the electronics that are available to us now, people are, are using and expanding. Right. Uh, this is... Uh, my, my CEO and I was talking, and we were talking about engaging the workforce. Mm. And we had the millennials now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I was in a good class last last December. Yes, I was an attorney talking about communicating with the millennials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said his son went to college, yeah. and all of a sudden his son didn't call anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd call his son and wouldn't answer. Go to voicemail. Mm-hmm. And finally, his wife came to him and said, "If you want to maintain communication with your son, you need to understand how he communicates." Yeah. Yeah, he don't use the mobile phone. He texts and yeah. he twitters. Yeah, yeah. And he Facebooks. Yeah, you know. So we're we're discussing that how to get out there and and communicate with these young people that are coming into the field. Right. The best ways to communicate. Um, they all have cell phones on. You mm-hmm. know, we we can use that safety bulletin. Boom! Hit the button. Mm-hmm. Goes to everybody. Right. Safety alert. Uh, and we, we're looking at more and more ways to engage those people. Yeah. Because they're the future of our trades. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's interesting because yeah, I mean, it, it, we we all yeah we all carry these these smart devices in our pockets, and in, in which then there's, I mean, I would guess at least three dozen different ways you know that somebody can communicate um, in internally and externally. You know, going out, yeah. outgoing, and incoming, and and um, yep. and you're right. Yeah, you know, that that. Um, that that uh, you know the the fact of the matter is is you know that the shift there's a shift away from um, voice to voice communication and, and yep. some of, of uh, our culture and and um, you know and and what we're used to is is not necessarily what the income generation is used to and and vice versa you know that we need to right. we need to figure out our best means of communication and the best vehicle for communication at the right time you know if you if right. you're giving us uh, a, a toolbox talk or, or you know safety briefing you're probably not going to be able to do that through text uh, you know you, right. you need to, you need to and and that's and it's probably better to be able to sit down and and uh, have a conversation right. about those type of things so so yep. it's yeah it's, i think the the road goes both ways but but it's to be aware of of those tools of communication yep. at our disposal and to also understand um, the best way to get somebody's attention because we all we all pay attention to different things you know there's you got those That's people right. that that um yeah i mean i'm one of those people that I, I don't like the little red circles on my phone when i when i take a look at it and and i i try to you know i see my my email uh, list is an in as a to-do list in a lot of ways like, right. okay i got these things coming i got to take care of it because i don't know what's coming up next and and then you you take a peek sometimes at other people's thing and they look down there and they got a red bubble down there that says fourteen thousand six hundred sixty three messages and, and you're like yeah. how do you organize through that <laughs> and yep. and but it's it's just you know different different vehicles of, of uh, how how yep. people choose to organize their lives and communicate but but to know that about one another and and to figure out that way to communicate is the best yes. best way to be able to be effective and, so, and huh. i tell you when you communicate with somebody yeah if you if you figure out what their interests are yes you can communicate to them right 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 same with safety if a couple of things will get hmm. their attention number one is how does it benefit me and yeah. what's in it for me right right you know right. why is it important to me right and and with safety on the safe part we had to drive it on we have to make it why it's important to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how does it benefit you right right and uh 
yeah, putting putting on a heavy duty, you know, cow suit for PPE is is not comfortable, right? You know, that's it's right. But 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 how about how about the alternative to that? If if you're you right. know, subject to to an arc flash, in which then yeah. how's that going to be comfortable when you're sitting in the ICU? Or if you're in the morgue, know, right, right. Yeah. Or if yeah, if you're lucky enough to sit in the ICU, yeah, you know. So it's, it's yeah, it's it's hitting home with and understanding yeah how it how. It, how, how, yeah, is, is do you find is there is there a uh, is it a, all an individual piece to to understand what what motivations are, are to be able to then get through to folks when you're talking about safety or or um, you know what what's you have any tricks you got any tricks to the trade? I think it's individual. I think yep. uh, you, yeah. you have to talk to them. You have to see what the interests are. Right. Uh, some some guys are working for the bass boat. Mm-hmm. They love the bass boat. Mm-hmm. You know and. Uh, when I'm around somebody like that, I, I, I can talk bass fishing with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I'll, I'll lead it into safety. One, yeah. one he's got his kids, plays uh, Little League. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. Had three kids come up through Little League. Yeah. Um, I coached Little League for years, so I, I can talk to them there. But it's, you know, y'all walk into somebody's office, or, mm-hmm. and I, I can look around and, and see what his interests are. And right, I, I know right. immediately how to start communication. I don't jump right in and. And go business, business, business. Right. It's 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 uh. Right. How's your little league team doing? How's your football team doing? Yep. How's your how's your bass boat doing? How's your card? And one, hey, we had one guy that was kind of difficult. <laughs> Everybody thought he was difficult, mm-hmm. and he, he had a passion for cars. Mm-hmm. And every time I visit him, I sit down with him and we talk about cars. And mm-hmm. You don't know the number of times I heard about how he won a '69 Mustang on a yeah. radio call-in show, <laughs> but I'd let him talk. Let him talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then after about an hour, he'd wind down. He'd go, you can't come all the way over here to hear me talk about cars. What can I do for you? And I said, all right, this is what I need. And he said, yeah. you got it. Yeah. You know, but you it take, you got to build relationships. That it, yes, yeah. It's all about relationships. Well, and you're right. And as you're as you're talking about it, Harvey, I'm I'm you know relating it back to get to the the mission of safety and and yeah. making sure that yeah that people people um that we care that we're, we're illustrating that the care concern and and even on, that goes to the personal level piece i mean we, we can talk about slips trips falls till we're blue in the face um and, and you could talk about it rhetorically and you could talk about different practices that are there yep. but but yeah taking that extra time um to to relate to a person to connect yes. with that person helps to open them up to understand that's what, right. Everything about it, and then start to embrace it from that level, because that's part of the care, concern, and and uh, you know uh, respect for each one of us as yep. individuals too. Is is knowing our personal stories, knowing knowing yep. you know what what's important to me. That's, when I, when that's I first great. started in this, wow. yeah, when yeah. I first started at, at IES, it would go on the job and go, oh no, who comes a safety guy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to shut us down or somebody tell, tell fired. you what you're doing wrong or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, to where it's at now, I walk mm-hmm. on the job and there's Harvey, and everybody they want to shake my hand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, wow. It's uh, wow. I think you can beat her buddies, but you got to be firm. Yes, you absolutely. Know, and no, uh, I'm not going to compromise the value I place on their lives. Correct. Correct. And they understand that. Yes. You know, that's why instead of doing something wrong now, they, they have to get in and, and maybe have to work around the energized circuits. And mm-hmm. instead of just doing it, trying to figure out their calling. Yeah. Yep. Look here, we got this situation. Can you help me with it? Right. I'll be there as quick as I can get there. Right. And catch a plane. Right. You know, I'll go to them. And we'll sit down. All right, let's look at it. And let's plan it out. And mm-hmm. But it's communicating with people. They understand why you're doing it. Yeah. 
Yep. It's for them. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you you have helped to uh, to advance uh, safety in not only your own company but just yeah, industry wide um, through through the years, Harvey. I I can't again begin to to thank you enough for everything that you've done. I mean, you 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 help IEC to continue to to promote safety um, across this great country of ours, um, integrating into our our uh, curriculum, integrating into the culture of the association, our values that we right. stand for and espouse um and, and um you've just been a tremendous leader within that for for many many years um so i can't again begin to thank you enough for that sir thank you yes um you mentioned bass fishing now what what do you, what else do you do for fun golf golf is that right yeah yeah uh, yep i love i love my golf as a group of us yeah. get together on saturday and play is that right and, uh, yeah you, are you in a league, or or you guys just go out as a foursome or a couple of foursomes, or what? No, it's just about 18, 15 to 18 of us. Oh, my. They'll, Jeez. They'll get three tee times on Monday. And, and, yep. All right, we we got these tee times on Saturday. Who's playing? Everybody signs in. and Kind of organize you know, we, it and get out there. Yeah, organize it. Yeah. Huh. Play under the Staffordshire rules. And, yeah. You know, everybody's great. got handicaps, and, and we go play and enjoy it. That's great. That sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot yep. of fun. Good. Good, good, good. Um. And what what do you what do you think the future holds for you? What's what's the next couple of years for Harvey Hammock looks like? Well, we're gonna we're gonna grow. I'm gonna be yeah. real busy. Yeah, we we've got a, a new CEO and his specialty is growing and, mm-hmm. and uh, the opportunities there. And we're looking for his leadership to, yes. to expand our company. And so I'm, I'm I'm involved in that the due diligence whenever we're looking at somebody mm-hmm. and uh, the. the Boarding on process when we purchase a company, mm-hmm. boarding on, getting them on our program, yep. getting the keeps, way we do things. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it keeps you busy. I see myself. And then soon I'm a, I'll be year now for retirement. Yep. About six years. Yep. Gotcha. About 20, 2025. 2025. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go take it easy and enjoy my wife mm-hmm. all the time. I was on the road. Put yeah. her in the road with me and let's go visit some places. There you go. There you go. Enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, 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 again, you have an infectious spirit and infectious personality. Um, yep. you've been highly successful, both personally, professionally. And, and, uh, and yeah, you just, you, you, uh, you love life. It, it's very clear, you know, you love yep. and respect life and this experience and, and you pass that on to other people uh, along your journey. And just, um, it's, it's just so much fun to talk with you, Harvard. Thank you for, for sharing part of your story and, and thank you for sharing the, um, everything again, back with, with, uh, IEC, IEC community and, all your leadership, sir. Okay. Terrific. Life is good. Terrific. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a yep. blessing. Well, it good. is. Good, good. Well, and thanks okay. to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out at ieci.org. And if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams. <laughs>